Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. It is Sparky's Midday Madness, but it is not Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. It is Rami Makloff of The Rami Show, which is coming your way at 3 o'clock. This very much is not The Rami Show. I am to remind you of that anytime I fill in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on Sparky's Midday Madness, even though it's Rami Makloff hosting solo from 2 to 3, leading into Rami Makloff hosting solo from 3 to 6. Adam Roberts, my producer on the other side of the glass, this very much is not the Rami show. This is Sparky's Midday Madness. Presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Which is, I think, why I was I was told specifically, like, do not call this the Rami show because because we got sponsors on this one. <laughs> and they are not your sponsors. They are Sparky's sponsors. So you will refer to this show by its proper name, and that is Sparky's Midday Madness. That is Adam Roberts on the other side of the glass. We'll hear from Michael Red later in the show. Discussion that uh, the guys had with the former Bucks guard on the Wendy's Big Show coming your way. But it is the eve of opening day. Oh, man, doesn't that feel good to say? Oh, let me say it again. It is the eve of opening day for Major League Baseball's 2022 season. Oh, man, that feels good to say, doesn't it? And this is the last chance I'll get to talk to Brewers fans because when I get on the airwaves tomorrow, the Brewers will be playing. And hopefully. Why? What's going on? What? Rainy skies, Rami. I thought that I thought that cleared. The forecast has changed four times. Well, we were saying it was supposed to rain today. Hasn't rained a drop all day, so who knows? I'm pulling up the forecast right now for Chicago tomorrow, Thursday. Damn it, now the rain is back in the forecast. See? Why didn't they put a roof on it? 414-799. I'm just kidding. Don't. If you like it, then you should have put a roof on it. Then you should have put a roof on it. Exactly. You know. You're part of the movement, Adam Roberts. But like I was saying, my last chance to talk to Brewers fans because the Brewers will be playing when I go on the air tomorrow. And uh, I wouldn't blame you if you were listening to the Brewers. But you could always just have you know your TV on, turned down, and your radio up and listening to, to 1250 AM The Fan. But since it is my last chance, I want to talk to Brewers fans, and I want to know three things. I want to know three things from you. Three predictions for the 2022 Milwaukee Brewers at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan at Rami, R-A-M-I-E, is tweeting. How do you think the team will do? Who do you think will be the team's MVP? And who do you think will be the team's Cy Young? 414-799-1250, or you can tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. I don't know if like if I'll I'll get to the team in a minute. I'll I'll save that for last. I don't know if I'm just like looking for the the different unique answer. You know what I mean? Trying to be smartest guy in the room. But I got a feeling that my picks for MVP and Cy Young probably different than what most people are are going to be picking at 414-799-1250 or at 1250 AM the fan because 
I mean, knee-jerk reaction. I ask you, who's the Brewers MVP? And even though he's had the seasons that he's had the last two years, I think a lot of people just go Christian Yelich. As a matter of fact, the article that inspired this topic, if I'm being real, I just stole it from Adam McCalvey of Brewers.com. I don't mind stealing from smart people. And Adam is as smart and as good as they come in covering well, the, the game of baseball. Adam McCalvey. Oh, okay. You're okay, too, Adam Roberts. No, I appreciate you totally taking on the use of the old yoink and twist. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> the yoink and twist. You know, you that see something dirty. popular. It's not. Okay. You see right. something popular. Yeah. You steal it. Steal but it. then you put your own unique twist on it. Exactly. Streamers have been doing this on Twitch for years. Exactly. I don't watch Twitch. I'm going to take your word for it. But Adam McCalvey, in, in his article, he, he also was picking an MVP and a Cy Young. And his MVP was Christian Yelich. My MVP ain't Christian Yelich. And quite frankly, all due respect to Adam McCalvey and anyone else who would give Christian Yelich as their answer to who will be the MVP of the Brewers in 2022. God bless your heart. Like and 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 I I so admire your optimism and the fact that you can still pun very much intended go to bat for this guy and believe in him. And I'm not saying I'm totally out on Christian Yelich, but I'm not ready to say he's going to have that type of year, that that he's going to be the MVP of this team. Last year, it was Willie Adamas was the MVP of the Milwaukee Brewers. This year, I think it's another David Stearns acquisition. And one that somehow is still kind of flying under the radar. Not only how good a player this is, but how brilliant a deal it was to go and get Hunter Renfro from the Boston Red Sox and replace Avisel Garcia's production, like almost point for point, number for number, whether you're looking at slugging percentage, home runs, RBI, like almost identical production to Avi Garcia last year. And in the process, shed the $10 million of dead weight that was a Jackie Bradley Jr. Just, I mean, that's a, that's, that's a magic act. That's pulling a rabbit out of your hat. And I know that they gave up a pretty good prospect in the deal, too. Name is escaping me right now. But regardless, that is an absolute magic act and pulling the rabbit out of the hat to go and get Hunter Renfro and shed $10 million of salary ca- of, sa- of salary in the process. Just crazy. But Renfro comes over here, man, and this is no slouch that the Brewers got in right field this year. I know a lot of people are hung up on batting average. I don't care so much about batting average. I'm more about on base and slug and the number that adds up on base and slug, which is OPS. And last year, this guy got on base at a 315 clip and had a slugging percentage of 501 for an OPS of 816. If you like more traditional numbers, 31 home runs and 96 RBI from Hunter Renfro last year playing for the Boston Red Sox. That's legit power. That's legit power, and this dude is coming to play at American Family Field. It's still American Family Field, right? They didn't change the sponsorship again? Well, must they change it this morning. Okay. Which is a hitter's paradise. I think Hunter Renfro is going to come in here and rake and be the latest guy where we go, man, where did David Stearns find this guy? Because a lot of people still are not, I think, fully comprehending what you got in in Hunter Renfro, and not just in the bat, this dude has a rocket attached to his right shoulder. Has he? Did he win a Gold Glove? Am I mistaken, or did he win a? No, I don't think he might have won a Gold Glove at some point in his career. I'm probably wrong about that. No, he didn't. I'm looking at his Baseball Reference page right now. Who do I have him? Anyways, it doesn't matter. I have him mixed up with somebody, but a very very good defensive right fielder. And if he's if, if he's if he's putting up 31 and 96 and an OPS of 816 in Boston, which is also a pretty good hitter's ballpark, but not as good as American Family Field, I'm looking at call me crazy somewhere between 
30, right around 35 home runs, 100-plus runs driven in, I think Hunter Renfro is about to blow up for the Milwaukee Brewers. And he's right in his prime, entering his age 30 season. I love that move of getting Hunter Renfro, and I think he's the Brewers' MVP this year. Asking, who do you think the Brewers' MVP, their Cy Young, will be, and what do you think this team will do in 2022? 414-799-1250. You can tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Now, Cy Young, again, I think knee-jerk reaction. And I don't know if I'm just being smartest guy in the room here. Adam Roberts, other side of the glass, anybody else, feel free to tell me, Rami, you're just trying to be smartest guy in the room. Stop it. You're thinking too hard. Feel free to say that. I'm totally open to that. But I think the Brewers' best pitcher in 2022, and this is no knock to anybody else, not to Brandon Woodruff, not to Corbin Burns. I'm really high on Freddie Peralta, man. I'm really, really high on Freddie Peralta. And I think at, at age 26, this dude is, we, he's, he was just scratching the surface last year in a season that obviously everybody's innings were being limited because of what we were dealing with and the weird offseason and the weird schedule and everything else but also had some injury problems throughout the year. That caused him to miss a start here and there. But, man, I think Willie Peralta, Freddie Peralta, excuse me, wrong Peralta. Did I say Willie before when I first brought him up? I didn't, did you I? You said Willie Adamas correctly earlier. Okay, but I said Freddie Peralta. Okay, good. I think this dude is ready to bust. In 144 innings last year, this dude had a 2-2-281 ERA, a whip under one at .97, and was striking out over 12 batters per nine innings. Strikeout to walk ratio, three and a half to one. Freddie Peralta's arm is just electric, and I think the Brewers are, like I said last year, just started to scratch the surface of what this dude could be as a pitcher and not just a thrower. And that's why they gave him the big extension. And by the way, on the Rami show today at 4 o'clock, we're going to talk about who else you would give an extension to. A few pretty good candidates, but I don't know if I'd give it to all of them. That's at 4 on the Rami show, which this very much is not. But I think Freddie Peralta is going to be the best pitcher on the Brewers staff this year. And that doesn't mean that I'm expecting a huge drop-off from Corbin Burns. That doesn't mean I'm expecting a huge drop-off from Brandon Woodruff. I just expect that good of a season from Freddie Peralta. I think he's going to be the guy that, again, people around Major League Baseball are going to be going, man, where did David Stearns get this guy? He already started to open out some eyes last year and, and the previous season. But good good Lord, man, what what... What I think that dude could be, it, the the ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan might say. Am I am I being too am I being too smart, too cute with that pick, Adam Roberts, as the Brewers Cy Young in twenty twenty two with I, Freddie Peralta? I'm not. I don't think so. I mean, you've got people agreeing with you. Steve on Twitter has Keston Hira as his MVP, but Freddie Peralta as a Cy Young, so it's not a completely out there idea. And I'm asking you, who's your MVP, who's your Cy Young, and what do you think the Brewers will do in 2022? 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM The Fan. What this team can do, man, this division is so bad. So bad right now. Like, Sparky and Gary were asking me during the break while the Wendy's Big Show was going on what I think the Cubs will do. Because if you're new to me, uh, born and raised Cubs fan, born and raised, not braised, like slow, like good meat. No, I'm born and raised Cubs fan. And I said 80 wins. I can see him winning 80 games. And they both thought that was crazy. <laughs> and I could see why you think that's crazy. But that's not even that's not even good, man. But that's where this division is at. You know what this has turned into? This is the NFC North, baby. That, that's what the NL Central has turned into. It's turned into the NFC North, where it's the Brewers and a, and a bunch of other people. Just It's the Brewers and a bunch of other teams just jockeying to, like, to stay out of the basement. 
I think there might be 50 wins in the just in your just within the division, just in inner division play. I think the Brewers might have 50 wins right there. I don't think 95 wins is out of the question for this Brewers team. What'd they win last year? 91, I think, was was the win total last year. I think their single season record is 90, 95 or 96. Mark Antanasio said this could be the best Brewers team that David Stearns has put together. And I kind of agree with him. And on top of that, in a weak, weak NL Central with a lot of cupcakes on your schedule, I'm going 95 wins. What they'll do in the playoffs, I tend not to, especially this early in the season, at least I'll I'll do it, and I want you to do it at 414-799-1250, asking you how do you think the Brewers will do, who do you think will be their MVP, and who do you think will be their Cy Young. I'm not going to hold you to it, what this team does in the playoffs. And I, whatever I say today, while it's fun on the eve of opening day to do this, doesn't mean a whole lot. Baseball is too weird, man. Baseball is too, too weird. And I'm not saying that there aren't some like some deep-rooted flaws that have cut Brewer seasons short here of late and led to quick outs in the playoffs. But just because you've had some seasons cut short and had some quick outs from the playoffs doesn't mean that there are like fatal flaws with this Brewers team and they should have changed everything. Or any team, for that matter. 90 miles south, you got the White Sox, who didn't score a run for two games in their series against the Astros. Does that mean they need to tear that lineup apart and start over? No. It means they had two bad games. It's such a small sample size that to predict what's going to happen and to take a lot of meaningful information out of what does happen, it's kind of silly. But I said last week on the Rami show, which this is not. This is Sparky's Midday Madness. Don't do it to yourself to call this a World Series or bust season. Really, don't do that any season. The Dodgers shouldn't be doing that right now. And man, is that squad stacked. Because baseball is too random and the postseason is too random. I set the bar at win a playoff series. So I'm going to say Brewers make it to the NLCS. That's my prediction for what this team does. I said Hunter Renfro will be their MVP. I said Freddie Peralta will be their Cy Young. I'd like your predictions. What do you think this team does? Who do you think will be their MVP? Who do you think will be their Cy Young? 414-799-1250. Tweet the show at 1250 AM. The fan, Rami Makhlouf. In for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM The Fan on your Odyssey app and live from the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. It's opening day eve and asking you for your Brewers prediction. What do you think this team does? Who do you think will be their MVP? And who do you think will be there? Cy Young, 414-799-1250. Tweet the show at 1250 AM, the fan. I got him at 95, 96 wins, making it to the NLCS. I got Hunter Renfro as their MVP and Freddie Peralta. For my money, will be their Cy Young and their best pitcher this year. 414-799-1250, or you can tweet the show at 1250 AM, the fan. Baseball starts this week, which we're talking about. There's still lots of basketball to watch and the place to catch all the action. While playing your own indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin with plenty of TVs to watch the games while you play your favorite indoor games at their huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, piled up, High, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries. Oh, that's where it's piled up high with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or visit Q Club of Wisconsin. Excuse me, Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha.
I got to stop you. I wasn't going to attempt that. I got to stop you. I, That's not how we do the read. That's I, not how we do the you read You want here. that? Well, I'll do it for you, you if you want can't it? do it. I can try. I have not yet done it because Sparky, that's his thing. Yeah. So, But it has to be done every okay. single day. I'll set you. I'll cue you up, all, all right? All right. Plus there, Wednesday and Friday, fish fries piled. Ha! <laughs> you sounded like a... Uh... Twisted Sister. <laughs> no. Like um, <laughs> Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo from South Park. <laughs> Exactly. What's that's the matter, exa- Rami? Exactly- Don't you believe in the spirit of Christmas anymore? That's exactly what that was. That's exactly what you just did. A, a good effort, I guess. Good try. Give me your Brewers predictions. What do you think this team does? Who do you think is their MVP? And who do you think is their Cy Young? 414-799-1250. Tweet the show at 1250 AM. Let's go to uh, North Milwaukee. And Nate, you're on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Nate? Nate, um, I, I can't hear you, man. You sound like a little muffled. Hello? There, there we go. What's up? Uh, what's up, Robbie? You. Um, I, for, for me, I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you as far as the team. I think they're going to uh, – I think their record is 95. I think they're going to get over that due to how bad uh, the, the Central is. Um, and then um, for me, the MVP, I got Kester here. Um, I, I've been watching a lot of spring games and – He's been swinging the bat well, and if, I feel like if he can translate that over to the the, the regular season, it's going to be hard for a credit council to have to take him out of or take him out of the lineup or not find a spot for him in there. Um, he's just been swinging the bat with with a lot of confidence. Um, that the leg the decrease in the uh, the leg kick is looks like it's really been working for him, and I just feel like he's do if if he can. Keep it, keep it up the way he's just swinging the bat. It's going to be hard for um, Craig Council to, to to take him out. He's going to have to find spots for him to play. Um, for me, um, the Cy Young, I, I, I look at Brandon Woodruff. Um, I feel like Corbin Burns had set it, set a uh, precedent for himself high. So it's going to be like I don't feel like he's not going to not going to be as good as he was, but it's going to be hard for him to top what he did last year. But I feel like Brandon Woodruff, he, he kind of struggled later in, later in the year after he started off really good. I feel like this year um, he could uh, improve and uh, be better later on in the season. And then um, from, uh, for the uh, – for what was it again? Oh, no, that was all three. Um, yeah, yeah, you got it. That was, your, that was your, your Cy Young is Woodruff and your MVP – was uh, Keston Hira, and you got him right, yeah. right with me. Ninety-five, ninety-six wins, right? Yeah. Appreciate the call, Nate. Thanks, man. No good stuff. Good stuff as always. I same thing with Keston Hira, as I said about Christian Yelich at the start. I'm not totally out on either one of those guys. I don't think it, I'm. I'm not going to sit here and say they'll never figure it out or get right. I'm just like I'm. I'm teetering on both, and to the point where I can't confidently sit here. And say, yeah, that guy, that guy's gonna figure it out. That guy's gonna fix it this season. When we when we had a sixty game season of those guys struggling, it happened all around baseball. And we could go, well, I mean, you know, happened to a lot of guys, right? Weird circumstance, no fans in the crowd, weird schedule. Throws you off. I get it. But now we have a sixty game season. And 162 game season and two postseasons of those guys being non existent. Castanier wasn't even on the postseason roster. And you can make the argument, and I did, that Christian Yelich shouldn't have been in the postseason lineup at various points. So we have a pretty large sample size of Keston Hira and Christian Yelich really struggling and not being the catalysts in the middle of that lineup that the Brewers were counting on them to be. And if they if they are, man, if you guys if you guys are right, those of you who are saying Yelich and Hira will be the MVPs of this team in 2022, look out. Watch the hell out because that that's that's the optimal version of what David Stearns built. David Stearns built this thing with the idea in mind 
of Yelich and Hira being your centerpieces and everything else working around that. And since that's sort of gone haywire, you went and added Willie, Willie Adamas. Now you went and added Hunter Renfro, who I think has big things in his future. You brought in an Andrew McCutcheon. Now all of a sudden, if Yelich and Hira are doing the things that you paid Yelich for and that you drafted Hira for, now all of a sudden this lineup one through eight is looking is looking formidable. And you add that to the pitching that they have and just watch the hell out rest of the National League. Rick says, Rami, you pluralize an acronym. You have one RBI, five RBIs, not five RBI. I've argued with people about this before. I don't I don't care what the proper way to do it is. I don't care what like what the 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 grammar rule book says. The pluralization is in the acronym itself. It's runs batted in. It's not run batted in. I'm going to keep saying RBI. So yeah, if it was RBI apostrophe S, wouldn't that literally translate to runs batted in? Runs batted in, yeah, which is not proper. Steve tweets it. 95 and 67 regular season, advanced to at least the NLCS, Keston Hira MVP, and Freddie Peralta, your Cy Young. There's another Keston Hira vote. Man, I admire y'all's optimism. I really do. I, I wish I, I wish I had that. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that's like what life has done to me. And I, and those guys deserve like some belief and some optimism. I don't know if I've just been beaten into a cynical, cynical man. You know, I don't know if that's what's going on here. And I'm again, I'm not saying I'm totally out on those guys, but I can't sit here today on 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 opening day eve, on April sixth, and tell you I have the utmost confidence in Christian Yelich and Keston Hira. I just can't, Mark. Says MVP on a gut hunch, Rowdy Tellez. Okay. I'm not, hey man, he's fun. He's fun to watch. You know, I'm a big boy. He's a big boy. I like watching big boys do big boy stuff out there in the field of play. (laughs) But Adam, where are you at on Rowdy Tellez? I was really hoping they'd upgrade first base, and I'm not I'm not that high on Rowdy Tellez as some people are. Seems to be the only real position in the infield that's a giant question mark still, although third base is kind of iffy as well. With Luis Urias now not being healthy to start the season yeah. for sure. I really like Luis Urias once he gets in there on a day-to-day basis. Chuck tweets in and says, uh, Thanks, AR. My eardrums were nearly blown out by your piled-up high. Don't make me do it again. <laughs> I can use that now as a threat on this show if anyone ever comes after me. Sparky will have no idea what it is, what's going on because he's busy doing some pretty important life stuff right now. I doubt he's listening to the show. But if any point someone comes after oh, no. me, I'll just be like, "Don't make me pile you up high." If I know Sparky is is if I know Sparky, he's listening to the show on his way to doing important life stuff right now. He's not there yet. No. He said, "What did he say?" He's like some kind of sonogram or I think some it's kind a, of baby a milestone thing. ultrasound. Ultrasound. That's what it is. I don't know. I don't know babies. I don't know. I don't know baby things. I don't, well, don't look at me. No, you also don't know baby things. Babyless, I'm, and honestly, since I work in radio, that's probably a good thing. A really, really, really good thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's. No, I'm not gonna do it. Not on the not on the day he's going. Come to on, get. come on. I was gonna say this is your time. I was gonna say it's probably just a good thing in general. I mean, there is enough of us, isn't there? There are a lot of people on this earth. What is it, like 7.4 billion people? But children are awesome and great. And life Oh yeah, life is beautiful. And being a parent is a beautiful and selfless thing. And you all should be commended for it, including Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Did I save that? I think so. Good. That let's, was a nice way to kind of put a bow on it. Let's hear from Charles Davis talking some football with the guys on the Wendy's Big Show earlier today. That's coming up next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Rami in for Sparky on 1250 AM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rami Makhlouf in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on Sparky's Midday Madness this afternoon. Rami show coming up at three. Jam-packed Rami show. So, so much Brewers and baseball talk coming up on the show. Listen to this. Cody Decker of the Down the Line podcast and the BetMGM MLB podcast. He's here at 3.30. 4 o'clock, we got ourselves Tim Allen, host of the Fans Baseball Postgame Show. 4.30, all the hits keep on coming. Dan Plesak of MLB Network, former Brewer. 5.30, what's that? More? Yes, Will Salmon, who covers the Brewers for The Athletic, will be here. You have a true gem in Sam Schmitz. I really, really do. I, I, thank, I thank the good Lord above every day as he pokes his head into the studio doors that I have Sam Schmitz. Why'd you just give me the I'm going to cut your throat gesture? What's the, I was just complimenting you and saying how great a producer you are. No, just like Hal from oh, okay. uh, Happy <laughs> okay. Gilmore. <laughs> All right. Okay, good. Fine job producing up the program this afternoon. Speaking of a fine job producing up the program, that guy right there on the other side of the glass, Adam Roberts, he tracked down Charles Davis of CBS Sports and NFL Network earlier today to join the guys on the Wendy's Big Show and talk some NFL draft and started things out talking about a prospect I, I, I see a lot of Packers fans talking about and intrigued by Jahan Dotson, wide receiver from Penn State. And Charles Davis says, good player, but uh, some concerns there. Yeah, that makes sense. But he's not too, too at well small. True. Which is like yes. 155 pounds. Right. I'm a, I've gotten to the point where I do, when I do my scouting and everything, you know, what I call my scouting, right? Because we all do it. And, and that's everyone who can hear my voice, hear our voices. We all have opinions about what we think makes a good player and all, and, and all of them should be, you know, respected. But I've gotten to the point where a 2-2 Atwell-sized guy, you know, I'm not taking him before day three. Like, like the whole idea of taking a guy like that in the second round, Rams got away with one last year, okay? I mean, they take him in the second, they get nothing out of him. I don't know what they will get out of him. I know he was injured, et cetera. But those guys are, you know, what I call inspector gadget players. They'll give you a play here, a play there, but consistent, tough to do. Jahan Dotson's not nearly that small guy. I mean, he's not, he's not a smurf. Okay, played in the Big Ten, ability to take the top off. I'm I'm actually holding Coach Matt Lafleur at his word. You know that we need a receiver who can take the top off of a defense. And picking at 22, and again at 28, they'll have their options with receivers. And it'd be interesting to see if they want to wait to 28 and see what might be available, and maybe cut, maybe shore up the offensive line or another player like that at 22. But Dotson, at that point in my mock draft fastest guy I had going. Um, now, Christian Watson from North Dakota State would be an interesting conversation piece. That's yeah. your Packer fans. Yeah. Everybody's talking about him. Combine, and he's a lot bigger. Right. And he's a kick returner, which the Packers need as well. Yeah, and you know, the thing about it, though, when we talk about those kick returners, how many of your frontline receivers are going to leave back their kick and returning kick? True. It's right. one of those, one of those, you work him in maybe as a kick returner, but when he, if he proves his value as a receiver, 
chances are you're going to take him off of that. Remember Anthony Carter back in the day when with the Vikings? Oh, you went way back. Yeah. He got to the point with him where he would only return kicks in the playoffs right. when, when the stakes got higher. So maybe it becomes something like that. You know, Charles, looking at the Packer roster, obviously uh, receiver is in need because of uh, what they did with Devontae Adams. And, and, and then it's just really depleted from there. You know, Jordy Nelson left, and Randall Cobb is not what Randall Cobb was. He was much younger. Uh, also, right. I think th- they have concerns at offensive line. I, when you look at Bakhtiari, yeah. uh, came back or tried to come back last year with that knee injury, and, and it was swelling up on him uh, on numerous occasions. So he's having trouble with that surgical knee. Uh, you've got uh, you look, a left guard, Elton Jenkins, had knee surgery last year. Don't know what that looks like. Uh, you look over at rack tackle. Um, we, we we let our rack tackle go. That was that we had for Billy for Turner. years. Yeah, Billy Turney goes back to to Denver. So I still think there's some needs as well on that offensive line. Absolutely, and and in my in my mock draft with the two picks, well, I gave you an offensive lineman in Kenyon Green from Texas A and M because to me he was the best available on my mock draft at that stage. He might very well go go higher than that. He's a road grader type of an offensive guard. Um, I think he has some enough agility to do whatever you want with him up front, but he was part of an offensive line two years ago with Texas A&M that was known as the Maroon Goons. Dan Moore, their left tackle, was a rookie starter with Pittsburgh last year. Kenyon Green, I think, is the best out of all of them, out of that group. But that was a group that's very tough, very physical, set the tone in every game they played. And remember, they were the controversial last team out of the college football playoff that year. They played Bama on some pretty good terms after Bama jumped an early lead in 2020. So this is a kid who I can play, and, I, and, and I'm with you about addressing that offensive line. The biggest thing is to make sure, in, in my mind, that Elton Jenkins is back inside. I like him better as a guard. I think he's an all-pro guard, not just pro Bowl. Now, look, he can be all-pro, pro Bowl just about any position he wants to play. But I like him back inside with a young center out of Ohio State, Myers, I want him in there, and I want to get a right tackle to play. But Kenyon Green was the best on my board at that time, and I just said, forget position. <laughs> I'm going to get him a player. And Kenyon Green seemed to be that guy to me. You, we, we talked a little bit yesterday, Charles, about this Packers team and with Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, they said that he knew that Devontae wasn't coming back, okay? But he, you know, yeah. he still signed the deal. And and if he if he knew Devontae wasn't coming back, most certainly he must have known that MVS, if the deal wasn't right, he wouldn't be coming back either. Now all of a sudden you've got the Packers sitting here, and if they don't do anything in free agency, which means that they may have to take three receivers in the first four rounds to go with Rodgers, which also means that if we talk about the offensive line, they may need to take uh, a couple offensive linemen, too, in the first four rounds. All of a sudden, you look at this offense, and I said rebuilding. You can use rebuilding, retooling, but most certainly, it, it, they have more answers than they do at questions. Uh, I mean, they have more questions than answers than they do at the wide receiver spot and the offensive line position. You know, the way that you presented it, it could remind us of the draft Carolina had in that rule first year, going into his first year as the head coach. I remember that draft? Mm-hmm. All guys on defense. They didn't take a single offensive player. You know, the way you're posing it, there's that possibility of what we're talking about with Green Bay. I don't know if it'll quite get there like it did with Carolina that year. But my partner at NFL Network, who I think is the best draft analyst in the business, Daniel Jeremiah, in his latest mock draft, he gave you two receivers in the first round. And Dotson was one of them. Yeah. Yeah, Dotson was one of them. And I'm trying to remember who the second one was. I can't remember exactly who. But anyway, two receivers. And I know a lot of people lost their mind. Like, are you okay? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. It's not a thing that happens very often. But sometimes, as you pointed out, with need, and if you have that type of talent that's there and it all comes together, that might actually make sense. Because every, every time we talk about doing something like that, I always bring up this. Dan Pastorini, you guys remember that name? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, Dante come Pastorini. on, man. Houston Oilers, yep. right? Yeah. When, when he got drafted out of, and a lot of people go, Santa Clara? They played football? Yeah, they played <laughs> football back then. Santa Clara, he was the number one pick for Houston. They didn't have a second-round pick that year. The Oilers didn't. 
They had a third-round pick. Do you know who they drafted in the third round? No. Who? Lynn Dickey. Get out of here. Really? As, 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 as Al Smith, the former governor and mayor of the great state of New York, used to say, you can look it up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did not know that. We have Linda on all the time. I yeah. did not know that. That's mm. wild. Yeah, so, he was, so they drafted quarterback, quarterback in their first two picks. Now, again, extremely unusual. And the reason I can cite it is, again, extremely unusual. Mm-hmm. Unusual times <laughs> call for some unusual measures. And if you are here in the twilight of Aaron Rodgers' career and you're still trying to get that last jump back to a Super Bowl, that actually, you know, when Daniel Port put it out there, I know a lot of people jumped out. I called him and said, dude, gutsy call. But in a lot of ways, it makes sense for the way this team is constructed. Right. All right, I'm going to take the other side of it because I don't want him taking a wide receiver in the first round. I, I'd rather wait to the second and third round because I think this wide receiver class is probably deep enough where you can still get starters it's very deep. after the first very round and be able to go offensive lineman, defensive lineman, or something like that, or maybe another edge rusher because now all of a sudden they don't have a lot of depth behind Rashawn Gary at Preston Smith, an outside linebacker. Uh, what would you think about that philosophy of waiting till the second round where they have multiple picks there? Well, it makes sense, by, by, again, by, by the depth of the receiver class. We're going to find starters rounds two, three, four, five. Yep. That's my prediction. You're not going to find guys that deeper into the draft, well, they'll just be special teams. You're going to find guys that can legitimately play. All right? And I think that with receivers and the way we're playing football from Pee Wee, from Pop Warner all the way up, we're going to say that every year in the draft. It's a deep receivers crop. Okay? It's just the way it is nowadays. Kind of like when we were kids. I like to say every year there are a ton of runners in this draft. Yep. Now it's all about receivers. So if you flip it over, all right, let's go, let's go staccato here. You ready? You tell me the position on defense. And at those two, at those spots, I'll try and give you a name or two. You ready? Sure. Go. Defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. Now now you're starting to get into where you're, you know. Jordan Davis has probably come off the board, yep. but there's a chance he could slide because people wonder if he's more than a two-down defense defender. If you could get him down at that range, that's a huge win for you because I think he's more than a two-down guy. I don't think that he lasts that long. I don't think Devontae Wyatt lasts that long. But let's, let, let's say that that possibility happens because there's still some movement here with some of these other positions. that could drop one of those guys down there into that spot. Jordan Davis, when we're talking about the 20s, that's not totally out of line. What about edge rusher uh, and a guy that you know is very raw? And I know you have him going at twenty-seven in the first round. I've seen some. Oh, yeah, Mafe, uh, or Ojaba. Yeah, Ojaba was who I was talking about. But I've seen some people drop him to the second round because of his injury. Yeah, the second round tends to be where the injured guys who are first-round guys go. Remember when Jalen Smith went to Green, went to the Cowboys, yep. and we thought he was probably out of the draft because his injury was so bad. Now we're starting to get to where that second round becomes a sweet spot for guys, especially for teams that are pretty well constructed, which is why I gave Ojabo to Tampa Bay in the first round, because they're so well constructed that they can kind of afford to take a little bit of a flyer in the first. But to me, if you're not, if you got to get that guy right now, Boye Mafe from, from, from Minnesota fits better because he can come right in and play. He reminds me a lot of Frank Clark. Oh, yeah. In Kansas City, yep. coming out of Michigan. Body type, speed, skill. And they moved him inside at the senior bowl to rush over the guards. And he had not done a lot of that at Minnesota. And he just destroyed people inside. I think his best football is truly ahead of him. And at that range, that fits pretty well to me. You know, and I agree with Steve here, Charles, about second, third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah, you'll probably find one, but the, the, the pickings get slim. And and nothing is a sure thing in a draft. Nothing is automatic. But right. I'm going back to receiver because I think they got to have and they got to get one early. I love Alave. And what do they have to do to get that kid? Probably move up. <laughs> I just don't think that they could get him at 22 or 28. I just don't think he'll last. I'll be. I'll, let's just put it this way: I'd be surprised. Yeah. I think I've got him going at sixteen to New Orleans, and that might be the lowest, lowest part, yes, part for him do. going. Now, that doesn't mean it can't happen. You know, the draft gets crazy, right? Last year was a good year for me in terms of my final mock draft. 
But you know what that means? The next year is going to be a lousy year for you. <laughs> because you, know, you guys know how it goes. Once one domino goes in the opposite direction of what you predicted, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because now the rest of your picks change. Everything else moves on you. That's why I just wonder with an Olave, and, and I think we're going to get a run on receivers. And because of that run, that pushes him to where he's going to be one of the higher guys that's going to go. Now, at 22 and 28, let's say Olave does make it down there. I think you run to the podium and go get him. Like, I, I think that you get him at 22. I understand the idea of waiting on a receiver. But if I've got two picks in the first round, and I can get one of my top-rated receivers right there at 22. I'm taking him, and I'm coming back for one of those other positions at 28. Okay, Charles. So one last question. In years past, we've seen the dominant, no-doubter, Julio Jones-type guy where Atlanta trades the farm to go up and get him because yeah. they're sold on him. Is there that one or two guys that is that much better than the rest where you would try to trade up from 22 up to the top 15, up to the top 10 to go get I would not. I would Agreed. not. I think it's a very good receiver crop. Yep. I don't think any any of them are Julio Jones. Yep. You know, to use that example that you brought up, where I'm going to go from 27 to seven. Right. And it was interesting when Thomas Dimitrov did that in Atlanta. Everybody lost their mind. Remember? They did. Yes. What are they you did. doing? I I will say that one of the few times I think I've actually been right, <laughs> and you know, where they say a stop clock is right twice a day. Yeah. I said that day on air. I love the move. Fortune favors the bowl. And everybody lost it. Oh, you got to be kidding me, blah, blah, blah. Well, in short order, they got to the NFC Championship game and lost to San Francisco and eventually got to the Super Bowl with Julio. That was a big move, and he was a big reason why. I don't think there's that receiver in this draft. Jamison Williams, remember, coming off the knee injury, even though he's ahead of pace. Mm-hmm. I've got him going at 25. I had a fresh scouting friend call me yesterday and told me, guess what, dude, you got him too low. He's, he's ahead of pace with the knee. He's going to go earlier. Wow. So because of that, your Olave thing may happen where he may get down there for you. I still don't believe it. But I still think that in that first round, we're going to get six, seven, possibly eight receivers total in the first round. And be interested to see what Green Bay decides to do. But as far as going up to get one, I wouldn't mortgage anything to go get one. I think these are a lot of uh, very, very good football players, different sizes, shapes, speeds. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't mortgage anything to go get one of them. There'll be another very similarly constructed available. There is Charles Davis of CBS Sports and NFL Network joining the guys on the Wendy's Big Show today talking some NFL draft possibilities for the Packers and multiple positions. And he brought up the Devontae Adams situation. And I came across something today uh, that made it seem that Devontae Adams was even more emphatic about not being a Packer than than we even knew before, at least before today, and uh, why that would change nothing about the way I would have handled the situation. Talk about the next. Talk about that next. I can talk. It's only my job for four hours today. On Sparky's Midday Madness, Rami in for Sparky on 1250 AM The Fan. It's the Rami Show, 1250 AM The Fan. I'm sorry, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM The Fan, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm live from the Lakeland University studios. Rami Show, even though I am Rami. And it is the Rami show for the next three hours from three to six. This is Sparky's Midday Madness. That show doesn't start for five more minutes. All right. Just make sure we get that right. Just heard from Charles Davis. Join the guys on the Wendy's Big Show earlier today. And he was talking about the Devontae Adams situation. And everybody just talks about this Devontae Adams situation as though, well, the Packers had no choice. They they had they had to move on from Devontae Adams because he wanted out. And today and the athletic Jeff Howe has the inside scoop. He says the Packers knew immediately after the NFL scouting combine in early March that they needed to push forward on the Devontae Adams trade, according to sources. Indirectly, Adams had previously relayed the message to the Packers that he wanted out and that his unhappiness with the organization extended far beyond the franchise tag, which I tried to tell people this was about Devontae Adams' displeasure with the Packers as an organization, and y'all tried heaping more blame on Aaron Rodgers for something that was not his fault. But after the combine, Adams called head coach Matt LaFleur, general manager Brian Gutekunst, and other Packers decision-makers to inform them that he'd never play for Green Bay. 
The conversations were respectful, and Adams believed they were necessary to get his point across. Prior to those calls, the Packers thought that Adams was just trying to gain leverage for a new contract. Power brokers asked Adams how they could change his mind. The Packers were willing to give him a better contract than the five-year, $141.25 million pack that he signed with the Raiders after the trade, but Adams wanted to join a new team, and so the Packers gave him permission to seek a trade, and off they went. And I still say, man, go ahead, make all the phone calls you want. I still say that's a really hard bluff by Devontae Adams, and no, we're not trading you. We have a franchise tag on the table. We're trying to win a Super Bowl right now. You can come and help us at the price tag of $20 million for one year under the franchise tag, or we can talk extension. We have a bunch of money on the table for you, or you can stay home and get fined and not earn. Because it's real easy to call Brian Gutekunst and call Matt LaFleur and say, I'll never play in Green Bay again. It's real easy to do that in March. Let's see you do that when there's $20 million on the table and it's time to earn or it's time to lose money. Most guys tend to show up. And I would have gone through that rocky road, man. I would have gone through that rocky road because as it stands right now, I don't see how the Packers are as good at wide receiver as they were last year. And I don't see how your chances of winning a Super Bowl are as good as they were last year. I don't see how you replace that guy and, oh yeah, MVS. Does Sparky play music to close this show? I feel weird closing a show without music. Nope, he pretty much just chats with you about whatever. It runs till about 310 or mm. whomever, and then we hear a little... I feel, I feel naked doing that. I'm going to do this. I'm just going to play this on the way out. My thanks to Adam Roberts on the other side of the glass and all of you for listening and contributing to Sparky's Midday Madness this afternoon. Don't go anywhere because coming up next, totally different show. Same host, same format, but totally different show. It's the Rami Show coming up next from 3 to 6 right here on 1250 AM The Fan. I didn't want to do the piled high thing. I also don't want to say toodles. Do you want to say toodles, Adam Roberts? I think this is one tradition we both want to see die. I am not going to give a toodles to anyone, although I've just done it twice now. Sure. So. Yeah, I guess we just did, didn't we? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.